Today I'm joined by a guest who has 1 million Instagram followers. We talk about how do you capture and scale audience to build a successful business. 28 and I'm trying to shape history. Pulling from the sky for some strength to take with me. Line up the stars, uh, fly away quickly and push the world forward like a tidal wave hit me. I ride the wave swiftly, I fear no man, check my titles mate quickly Came from the sky with the light of day in me, you grew my own wings so G'day guys, welcome to episode 194 of Ask Jack D. We are here today with Mr. Brad Cameron. A lot of you might have know Brad from his Instagram account, Build Your Empire, which is now coming uh, scarily close, Very close to the 1 million mark. Mr. Brad Cameron. Thanks for having me on, Jack. Welcome. Appreciate it. Now, you've flown up from Melbourne to be with us today. I have. I came up yesterday. It's, the weather's a How lot more beautiful up yeah. here. <laughs> As a Melbourne boy myself, I can definitely vouch for that. It's incredible. There's not a cloud in the sky the last two days, so it's a good escape. Mate, it's a beautiful place to be. Uh, so, Brad, talk to us about where, where you're at with Build Your Empire right now. What, what are the current numbers? What, what are the plans? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, just over two years ago, I started growing an Instagram page called Entrepreneurs of Instagram. And I had no idea what I was doing with it. I just knew that there would come a point in time where I could flog ads on it and make some money. So it took me about six months to grow to about 10,000 uh, followers. Uh, six months later, it was about 100,000. Now we're very close to that million. And I guess, you know, now that I've built a community around entrepreneurship, um, on Instagram, Snapchat, uh, email subscribers, got a website, now I sort of want to take that to the next level and really build a, um, you know, more of a real business where I have like a free digital magazine, um, getting an app developed, uh, what else, I'm working on a productivity course and then super long term, you know, looking to like a membership model and, you know, any other ways I can just help entrepreneurs all around the world. So, you know, that's the sort of plan with that. So. Very, very cool. Brad, how old are you? 23 years of age. It's absolutely brilliant. I love that story. And recently, Brad's been a great partner and friend of ours here at the Entourage and to myself. So uh, having him on the show to talk all things Instagram, for those of you that want to build your audiences, build your communities, uh, talk about monetization strategies, I actually don't know what the questions are going to be, but I'm sure they should revolve around that if Rosie's done her job. Rosie, how are you doing? I'm really good, and yes, they do revolve around that. Rosie's getting very, uh, what's the word? Strict. Strict is a perfect word yeah. around time. She Before every episode now, she actually starts her fucking stopwatch. <laughs> do I swear on our side? Yeah, you do. And uh, she, so we now, we now, Ask yeah. Jack D is now timed and the stopwatched. And we're already running behind time. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's fine. It's fine. Let's just get into the first question. First question, Rosie. Okay, so the first question comes from Instagram from like, at Exposure DM, he asks, or she asks, how did you generate so much traffic and build a follower base towards yourself and your company? Good, Bradley. De definitely, I think, um, I think the main thing that you can do straight away, especially if you don't have a budget, which I'm assuming you know most people want, you know, they want to grow their Instagram, is do a thing called shout out for shout out. So what you do is you find someone with a similar following to you in a similar niche, and then you message that person. So you find them via email, um, you know, the kick, um, which is like a messaging thing. They usually put that in their bio or you send them in a, um, a direct message. And you say, hey, you know, if you promote me, I'll promote you, we'll both grow. It's win-win, there's nothing to lose. So, you know, let's just say if Jack and I did it, Jack would, you know, repost one of my quotes 
and then I would repost, you know, saying a photo of us two saying, hey guys, hanging out with Jack, give him a follow. And I, you know, that's, that's definitely the most um, organic main way of growing. Whereas then you can start looking at doing like, um, you know, using hashtags. I think a great way to, you can use up to, I think it's 30 hashtags, could be 20 or 30. And you put them in like the first comment. So, you know, if it's around um, art or something, you do, you know, art, whatever else it's related to whatever you're doing. And then, you know, people are naturally going to find you that way. And then, you know, on top of that, you really want to start building a relationship with your audience. So replying to comments, going through those hashtags and finding people that are actually related to what you're, you know, what you're all about. So, you know, let's say um, you're in property investing, you know, a guy that's following your hashtags, it's all about it. You write a nice comment on his photo that's genuine, you know, love this, whatever you're doing, blah, blah, blah. You know, don't try and sell anything or get him to follow your page, just keep it all natural. And then over time, you'll really build a highly engaged sort of following. And then I'd say the next step from that would be to uh, really build your email list, which is, you know, something I wish I did a lot earlier. Like I've got, you know, nearly over 30,000 emails at the moment. But, um, you know, if I started a lot earlier, it would have been a lot higher than mm. that. So, mm. you know, I think that's the sort of main way to sort of go about it. It's just mm. networking with other mm. people. Mm. So. Yeah, and I, you know, I come at everything from a consumer perspective, guys. So, you know, like like we've spoken about in many, many episodes, I, I view everything from dynamics and mechanics. Uh, and there's all of these different tactical things we can do from a mechanical standpoint. I think from a dynamic standpoint, you need to be talking to and touching the hearts and minds of whoever it is you're speaking to, right? So get very clear on who your audience is. There's a lot of people on Instagram, people on all sorts of, there's a lot of businesses. They're not really talking to anyone in particular. Um, the great thing about what Brad's done, for instance, is he knows who he's talking to, therefore all of his content is directed toward one particular consumer category. And that truly lends itself. Then when you get all the mechanical stuff right, that truly lends itself uh, to high growth and traction and relationship because you're truly speaking to one particular person. Don't try and speak to everybody. You know, so often in early stage businesses, we can try and be everything to everybody and we end up being nothing to anybody. Um, and so, you know, understand what are the frustrations of the people you're speaking to? What are the fears of the people you're speaking to? What are the wants of the people you're speaking to? What are the dreams of the people you're speaking to? And then as Brad referenced, understand that whatever you're doing in terms of the initial whatever, be it Instagram, be it Facebook, be it uh, email to a degree, email is often one sort of, chain back in the link or one link back in the chain um, but in terms of converting that into a profitable business the channel will only ever be as strong as the strategy you have behind it right so we need to understand that all of this sort of stuff is the uh, the relationship building tool this is the exposure this enables us to amplify who we are and what we do and who we speak to and all of that sort of stuff then in terms of converting that into proper relationships and building customers and all of that sort of stuff we need to have thought out a strategic roadmap from instagram to customer from facebook to you know, all roads lead to rome and rome is people buying something from you i definitely agree with that because i think you know it's gonna be a lot more important if you you've got your set niche you know exactly what your customer is you'd rather have 2,000 highly engaged followers 1,000 highly engaged email list subscribers than tens of thousands hundreds of thousands that yeah. are just all over the place or do what brad's done and do both yeah. get a million highly engaged people do it. <laughs> how do you go about then kind of transforming that million that big community like how do you monetize that then yeah so at the moment i um i push uh either ads 
that's always related to you know entrepreneurship i'm never going to do you know yeah anything else yeah so you know doing straight fixed ads or i do like affiliate launches so you know someone will have a really great free lead magnet i'll put a link in my bio i'll do a post it will send to them and then you know people get great value out of it but if they want the extra change uh, extra training then you know i'm going to get you know a fee from that so whether it be 40 percent, 50 percent, or whatever yeah. and then going you know going forward you know i want to build my own products get people off instagram to email website you know sort of build the relationship from there so beautiful next question rosie how are we going for time by the way <laughs> going the, the okay we're going thing. okay <laughs> It'll depend on the, next, the answer to the next question. <laughs> so check back in then. Okay, so the next question comes from Mabulba. Mabubala. Mabubala, a really interesting name. So I want to start my own business but have no access to funding for startup. What should I do? I'm going to start my own business but have no access to funding. Well, in my view, there's so much you can do before you need funding. And, you know, I think I think, I think we might have spoken about this the other day, but... In my view, too many people think that raising money needs to be part and parcel of starting a business. And, and the reality is that it doesn't, right? Um, often people raise money when they don't need to, and more often than that, they raise money more early than they need to, right? What you need to do is identify who you want to target, so who's your, who's your hungry crowd, who's your consumer base, you need to find a market demand. And then you need to develop some sort of hypothesis around how we're going to deliver and meet that market demand. And then you need to start testing and iterating in terms of what's the product or what's the service that you're building. And you can do that online, you can do that face-to-face, -face, you can do that over the phone, you can do that with surveys, you can do that with uh, analysis, you can do it with research, you can do it with a whole bunch of stuff. Or you can do it, try to start selling stuff or pre-selling stuff. But essentially we're going, what's the problem and how big is the market? Is the market demand large enough to build a business of the scale that you ultimately want to build? Um, who is that consumer? What's going on in their hearts and minds? What are their fears, frustrations, wants, dreams? And then and start to iterate in order to find product to market fit, right? You need to have something that makes your audience go, wow, you need to be able to stand out. And I reckon probably regardless of whatever business you're in, you can probably get up until that point where you've achieved relative proof of concept before you need to raise money, right? And even then, right, you may not need to raise money depending on the product or service or business model that you're entering into. Um, so don't let capital be, like, Brad, did you raise money? Not at all. No. Build a community first. Yeah, beautiful. Build a community first, right? Um, with, with Entourage, I've raised money in order to make acquisitions, never raised money for organic growth. With MBE, uh, same thing, we raised money for some deals but never raised money for organic growth. So like two of Australia's fastest growing startups in the last 10 years and neither of them, fastest growing companies, neither of them uh, raised money from investors in order to launch, right? So again, it's industry and it is business model dependent. However, it's not essential, it shouldn't hold you back. Definitely, I think, you know, in my, in my situation, let's say I, I didn't build a community, another way I would go is First of all, I'd get a job, so I've got an income, and then, you know, I'd learn. I'd learn. What was that? <laughs> that is no. That is really, really good advice, right? Getting a job while you start a business is an option, and it's a really good option, right? Um, like for me, so I didn't drop rattles. Um, 
for me, particularly when I started Entourage, because I had a profile and stuff already, I was able to do speaking, right? And like, like I had capital and I, it was, so it was, it was easily able to be funded organically and the, probably the same with MBE. However, prior to that, um, if I needed to get a job in order to, like concurrently while starting a bit, I would have, right? The, the, like getting a job is not a bad thing. In many parts of the world, getting a job is a very romantic thing to do. So thank you and well done on saying it's okay to get a job. Definitely. And then you can, you know, you can start a service-based business and then from there, you know, you can build a community around that. Then you can find the pain points of the people you're servicing, your community, and then you can get more of a proof of concept to start building and scaling a business from there. Beautiful. So, yeah. Love it. Okay. We are sticking to time, guys. Okay. One of the must-haves when trying to create a business plan. I've ma managed busy restaurants for years, effective in operations and building teams, and can cook. But I want to open a restaurant, and I'm not sure how to start. Good, good. You want to have a crack at this first, or? I think you're more qualified. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that's a really good question because it highlights something that's really important and that is there's a big difference between being able to cook and being able to build a business around being able to cook, right? Each are skill sets in and of themselves, right? And this was covered in the E-Myth by Michael Gerber, like I don't know when that book was written but it was at least sort of 15, 20 years ago. And you know the entrepreneurial myth being if I'm a good baker then I should start a bakery, not understanding that the art and science of building a business is a skill in and of itself, irrespective of product or service, right? So just because you're great at baking pies, doesn't necessarily, well, let's say if you're great at baking pies and you then want to start a business out of it, it's a whole new skill set and a whole new art and science to get your sort of head and mind around. Um, so I would start by educating yourself around the game of business, right? I break uh, what, entrepreneurs need to fully understand in order to build something great. Uh, eight key areas, I break it into eight different key areas, right? So the first one is mindset, understanding how great entrepreneurs think. The second is startup strategies, product market fit, iteration, being flexible, being agile, uh, develop an attraction model in your marketing, right? Build a community, build audience, build a marketing uh, sort of structure around everything you're doing. Sales, understand that sales particularly, uh, you know, that are prevalent to your style of business. Where do we go from there? We go online strategy. How do you build an online strategy? Management and leadership of people, financial and legal management, and then lastly, building value once you've built a foundation business so that you can build a strong valuation and perhaps raise money from investors or, or develop a path to exit and ultimately you know, build something with a substantial value that you could sell if you'd choose to, right? And often you don't need to choose to. But um, I would, I, I, your answer is inherent in your question in that you're recognising already, which is beautiful, that it's a completely different skill set. You now need to approach whatever you did to become a great chef, right? Well, you prob probably would have, you might have gone to TAFE or something. Don't do that. <laughs> but you would have dedicated two or three years to learning how to be a good chef. Do the same to business. Right, and this is what people don't get with the heightened romanticism around entrepreneurship. Like, just go and start your own business and be, you know, almost an assumption that you'll be successful from day one. But it's a craft and it's a skill and it's an application, it's a discipline. 
like anything else, like learning the violin, like learning to cook well, like learning to whatever, surf, um, business is the same. So just learn. Yeah, definitely. And I think like in you know, respect to you know, sorting out a business plan, you know, the way I sort of go about it is I'll set goals for each of those components and then I'll just reverse engineer it to have a step-by-step you know, on, on sort of how to make that. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, don't overthink it too much. Yeah, absolutely. It's beautiful advice. Okay, cool. So the next question comes from David Parsons, 94. He says, where do you find people to net network with to find a mentor? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to network with to find a mentor. Yeah, I think, um, you know, figure out what industry you want to be in first. I think that's an important first step. And then from there, you know, find out who those leaders are. So you might have to Google them, you might have to find them on Instagram or whatever, or, you know, let's say you're starting even like a lawn mowing business and you want to start a franchise, find that person who's already got a franchise and then find ways to, you know, create value from them. So whether you, um, you know, you help them out for free, I think that's a great way to start. Um, and then, you know, after a month or so, you know, they're going to start paying you, but you're going to be learning so much from them. And then, you know, like, look at Jack and I right here. Like, I figured out ways, you know, I can help Jack. Like, I can send him traffic from Instagram or whatever. And then Jack can give me advice on building a back end of a business, you know, and I can use him as a soundboard. And, you know, that works as a mentor for me. But first, I have to give value to Jack before, you know, I can ask for it back. So It's a really, really good point. And it's exactly what I used to do, right, in terms of, uh, find people that you want to build a relationship with, find people that you believe you can learn from, and then find a way to add value to them, whether that's work for free, whether that's help out from a cross-promotional marketing perspective, whatever it is. But think about what do I have, if, even if all you have is time and you can go and work for free, right? So if you have nothing else, you have your time. Uh, what else do you, might you have that you can help and, and, and leave? Because this is what people do. They approach others and they go, can you mentor me, please? Or they send me an email. Can you mentor me, please? What Brad does is he, he comes to a book launch. He introduces himself. We start chatting. He delivers value. He delivers value. And so here we are sitting in my house in Mossman, Sydney, uh, have, having a great discussion, right? And, so, and this is a relationship that will continue to build. I've got relationships today that I started eight or ten years ago doing exactly that strategy right so beautiful even if you look at our relationship that's kind of how it started like i you know would help you with social media and help yeah. you with all the filming yeah. and stuff i wasn't like i want jack to be my mentor even yeah. i did yeah. and then now it's like you're the person i go to for everything so yeah, yeah. well that's it's kind of built like that and that's a really that's a really good example of somebody doing it inside of a business right because rosie started with it she was in a different role and then she just started doing stuff like above and beyond her role. And she was really, really good at it. Highly intelligent, highly capable, very sort of hungry for knowledge and all of that sort of stuff. And so th this, this principle that we're talking about isn't just for people who run Instagram accounts or people who start businesses or whatever. It's for anybody. Find those that you want to uh, build a relationship with and, and you need to genuinely want to build a relationship with them. And then find ways to add value. You're, yeah, you're a beautiful example of that. <laughs> Guys, we've stuck to time. That was my last question. Is that the last question? Yeah, we're at the 20 minute mark. Have you got any other questions we can ask Brad while we got it? Okay, yeah, I'll ask one more then. Um, okay. Hmm. <laughs> I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I've got one. Um, 
Okay, so this one's also from David Parsons. He says, I have a great idea that I think has great potential. Where do I start and what's the very first step to make it happen? Mm, I, think, uh, I think finding a proof of concept, I yeah. think that's the best sort of way. So, you know, sure, you can ask people if you think it's a good idea, but I think you're going to find that a lot of people say it's a good idea, but don't give you money. So I think, you know, if I was doing it myself, I'd start either a, a Kickstarter campaign because, you know, people are going to, if they're giving you money for it, they're obviously going to want it. Or I would go a sort of different route, and you can use Instagram for this, is that you build a landing page based around your idea, your product or whatever, with, say, on this landing page, um, coming soon, put the yeah. price, $97, yeah. put your email in if you want it, we'll let you know when it's ready, and then you would pay influencers based around that niche on Instagram, you can use Facebook ads, Google AdWords, whatever you want, to send traffic to that, and I think from there you'll get a good idea whether you know, it, you know, you're, you're scratching someone's itch, you're fixing the pain point, and sort of go from there. So that's how I go about it. Start with consumer, start with the demand. Do you have something that can address the consumer demand? Episode 194, Mr. Brad Cameron, thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure. Thanks, guys. When are you back in Sydney next, do you think? Oh, whenever you invite me up next, yeah. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might be doing that soon. We might have to crack a, crack a bottle of red next time Brad is up. Episode 194, guys, thank you very much for joining us. What questions should we ask them? Oh, I don't know. When are you going to start your Instagram page and scale it up? <laughs> when are you going to start your Instagram page and scale it up? In the comments below, we'll be there. Chat to you guys soon. So